Golly, man, I just can't get enough sometimes. It's like, pour your spirit out. Like, just, you ready to like, like harvest it? Like, come on, let's do this. It's just amazing. Well, happy June, y'all. Oh, June, can you, can you believe it? Summertime is here. I mean, I dress for the occasion. I'm like summer baggage. Like, we're going we're gonna to dress for the, the summer season. Uh, how many of you this summer are planning a vacation? Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah, you're like, we're going somewhere, right? How, how many of y'all are going to staycation? Stay at home and, yeah, come on. Because everything is so expensive today, right? I was like, hey, let us just look, man. We can just take a weekend over here and over there. And I looked at the hotel, like $329 a night for a hotel. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not going to do that, right? Uh, how, many, how many of you uh, plan this summer to go on a road trip? Road trip. Get in the car and just go. Man, that, come on, what is wrong with y'all? How many people do not like road trips? What? You don't like the road trips, the best part. That's the adventure, the conversations that happen, right? Oh, I get it. I get it. Those people that raise hands, they got kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have put two and two together, right? You're like, uh-uh, not with him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, we're, we're crazy. This is going to be a fun series, I, I think, this summer as we look at uh, summer baggage. Because, see, when we vacate, we take things with us, don't we? Right? We take things, we put the baggage together, we, we think a lot about what we're going to take and what we're going to leave behind. We're, gonna, we're going away from the house, and some of y'all are like, man, as soon as you get out of the driveway, your mind goes, oh, I forgot. Right? You know, oh my gosh, I forgot. Or you either say, I feel like I forgot something. And you don't, and it takes you a while to catch up with what you for, we got. We for, forgot we take things. And so we're going to kick off this sermon series today called Summer Baggage. Summer Baggage. And it, it says, uh, deciding what to carry. You know, we all carry things with us. We carry things, we take things. Uh, you leave the house just to go anywhere, you carry something with you. Right? You, oh my goodness, I forgot my sunglasses. I forgot my wallet. The other day I was driving home. I was going to swing by the store and pick something up and I realized I forgot my wallet. And immediately my mind started freaking out. Like, like, where is it? Did I drop it someplace? Where is it? I call Stacy because I'm in her car at the time. And I say, is, go see my wallet is, is where it's supposed to be. And she goes, nope, it's not there. She goes, let me go check your truck. And sure enough, I had left my wallet in my truck. And I left it. And I'm like, whew, I just needed to know where it was. See, we have this attachment to things that are important to us. And this summer, we're going to carry things with us. And some of you are carrying things with you that you don't need to be carrying with you. They're useless. Have you ever gotten out of the car and gone inside and you're like, you're picking up all your stuff and like, how long have I been gone? Right? Like, 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 what am, I, what am I doing here? I got all this stuff. I'm like, well, let me just put the hat on my head so I don't have to carry it, put the bag on my arm. And then I get all these things, and I'm like, why do I have so much stuff? Why do I take so many things with me? Just open up your wallet or ladies, your purse, your billfold. Just open up so many membership cards you have. And like, why do I carry all these things? And then we went to Top Golf. I did that a, a, a year ago, and I took all the cards out that I don't usually use. And now I have an app that you can take pictures them and on the phone, but there's some that you have to scan like at Top Golf. And 
went, we went to Top Golf, Forrest Family Fun this week, and I was like, where's my Top Golf cart? I know I have a Top Golf cart. And I had taken that out, and I left it behind, right? It's like, ah, so they gave me another one, and now in my wallet, it's a Top Golf cart. And I'm like, really? What? It's just this vicious cycle of taking stuff and carrying things with us that we don't need very often, but boy, we get stuck there carrying our summer baggage. I think we see in the summer all the weight that we carry because like Stacy said, it's so hot outside, right? Like you carry these things in the winter time and you're like, not as big a deal, but the summer comes around. You're like, Why is this so hot? Why is this so hard, right? Uh, we had some training in here yesterday and I'm carrying tables out and I'm like, I get in the truck, I call Stacy, I say I'm on the way home and I'm like, man, I'm so hot. It's like, why do I even wear jeans in the summer, right? Like just cut these things off because it's just this, that we feel the weight this time of year. Do we not? Am I the only one? We're all like, man, I got to get home and get my comfortable clothes. Look, I don't mind sweating, but I do not like sweating in church clothes. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you put on some board shorts and a tank top, go out in the yard. I'll sweat all day long. Doesn't bother me one bit. But this afternoon, uh-uh, right? Don't like it. We got to drop some things. So, so how many of you like to pack for a trip? How many of you like to pack? Come on. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. How many of you, uh, your spouse packs for you? Yeah. Come on. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, look at the ladies. Put your hand up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are like over, over here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We learned years ago that we can't, we can't, we can't do that. What? Your spouse packs for you. Yeah. No, no, I didn't do, I didn't do gender, right? We're in church. There's man a woman. Okay, I don't want to go there. Um, how, how many of you like to pack light? Like just the bare minimum, bare minimum, just enough to get by. There's Walmart if we need anything else, right? Okay. How many of you like to take the kitchen sink with you? Like load it up? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, refuge counselor. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you some job security today uh, as we unpack this sermon series. That might be part of the problem is taking everything with you. Um, um, how many of you pack like you have a trip coming up and you start packing like days in advance? You're like, get everything lined out. You, yeah, yeah. Like this is, we're planning for this. This is a big deal. Like we can't, we can't eat at the table today because I'm loading everything up to get ready. Like don't wear those clothes because those are trip clothes, right? Like, okay. How many of you are like last minute, just throw it in the bag. Let's go. Come on. Wow, all right, this is good. And I hope you're not in the same families. Uh, it could be problematic. Uh, look, look, what I want you to see is we all take this different approach to packing. We all take a different approach to going somewhere, uh, to carrying baggage. We all have things that are important with us to take that may not be important to somebody else. And I think when it comes to our faith, our Christianity, uh, we have to look at what am I packing that maybe can't be seen, right? Like the TSA scanner takes a deep dive into your luggage, but we can't see on the outside what's happening in there. I think that's a lot like our faith, is it not? Our spiritual lives, we pack a lot of stuff inside that nobody else can see, and, and maybe not every Thing we're carrying or packing within us is, is good for us. We have to decide what we, what we carry. And it's a choice 
for us. So can we go on a trip this month? Can we, can we journey through this conversation, this idea of, of summer baggage? Or better yet, instead of a trip, can we go on a mission? Like if you're like me, a road trip is a mission. Come on, right? Like me and that GPS, we're in competition, right? Like, oh, you say it's, we're going to arrive at 340. Watch this. Y'all watch this. And then as soon as I say that, the back seat goes, I got to go to the bathroom. You cannot go to the bathroom. I just, I made a goal of, you know, three, uh, 335 and it's 340. I've got to make up this time. Here's a jug, right? Like, unbuckle, do your business. I'm paying attention. We're going, right? It's a mission. We're on a mission. I mean, that's, that's I, I just, I'm like, let's, let's do this. But, but I'll plan it. Stops along the way, Bucky's. Right? Uh, I passed. I passed the Bucky's once in my married life. I won't do that again without a family consensus. That was tough. Um, I'm still feeling the price of that. Um, but s- several times in the scriptures in the Bible, we see where Jesus just instructed his disciples to go. Just go. How many of you, when you take a trip and you don't know the itinerary, you don't know the stops, it's just kind of spontaneous. How many of you does that stress out? Yeah, some are like, oh, I can hear you breathe. You blasphemy. You can't. You have to know. You have to know. Uh, but look, the same applies for us today, the going. Sometimes Christ is going to call you to go on this trip, on this mission on this journey, and we're not going to have all the details that we need. Look, sometimes you just got to say, okay, Lord, here I am, send me. In other words, he's sending you on a mission. We have this mission. The mission is found in the gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 16 and verse 15. It says this, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. Like, like, like to go. Uh, look, going is two-thirds of God. Three letters, G-O-D, G-O, two-thirds. Get it? Two-thirds of God is go, right? Like, like we're going to go someplace. You can't go, oh, I'm not going anywhere, right? No, we have to go someplace because God's called us to take this trip. And this summer, we're going to take a road trip. So, so let's prepare summer baggage. Like, let's prepare this month what we ought to be taking with us on this journey, on this mission called life. Like, what do we need to pack with? Even if you're not going on a vacation this summer, you're like, uh-uh, we're not doing it. We did one last year. We just decided our family, we're going to stay. But like, you're still on a mission. I want you to see that. There's still a mission. And so today I've titled the sermon, uh, Pack Light. Pack Light. Sorry, those of you who carry all the luggage in the, in the airport, right? You're like, I have to pay extra for all this. It's okay. It's worth it. I might need something, <laughs> right? We're going for four days and you've got 20 days worth of clothes. Well, I brought the jacket just in case it gets cold. We're going to Florida, <laughs> right? Like, like there's things that we can, if it gets cold, like I'll, we'll, we'll buy some coats. Like, let's go. We've got to pack light. Now look, in confession, I am not the lightest packer right? I'm probably a hybrid somewhere in the middle. I'm not the lightest, but I want it to be easy, and I want it to fit like Tetris. If it's a road trip, right? No, you can't take that. That's not 
square enough, right? That's got to fit just right. I got in my mind where that's going to go inside that vehicle, and you can't take that backpack. Uh-uh. That thing's, you, no, we need a hard case so it can fit in there nice and square. <laughs> Don't worry. I see therapy, and it's all okay. <laughs> it's a lifelong journey, right? Uh, Luke records Jesus giving his disciples some very specific instructions here. So Luke is, is recording what Jesus is giving. And I really want you to see this scripture because it's rooted in the, it's the roots of where we're going today. Luke 10.4, do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Whoa, wait, what? Don't take my purse. Don't take my bag. Don't, don't, don't greet anybody. What are you talking about? Like this sermon is rooted in this scripture. I want you to write it down. I want you to take a picture of it. I want you to have this in your mind, right? Like you might want to reference this along the way. It's Luke 10, 4. Tap chapter 10, verse 4. 10, 4. You get it? 10, 4. You, you, you know what? It, the brevity codes, do you know what 10, 4 means in law enforcement? Check. Okay, good, good. Yeah, check. That's the same thing. Right? It, message received or understood. 10-4, understood. I, I got it. I just thought that was ironic when I was writing it over and over. I was like, 10-4, what's it? Man, it's 10-4. I got to read it again. Like, do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. 10-4? 10-4, right? Like, okay, got, I got, got it. Luke 10-4. Like, you don't forget that now uh, because of that. I, I want you to understand and this message. God has a word for us. Look, when, when you're hitting the road uh, and taking a trip, you're on this mission, and Scripture says, in this circumstance, pack light. Now look, I'm not saying you always will pack light. There's different trips that you take. There's different times, and sometimes you've got to load up the U-Haul and drag it with you, and sometimes the Lord says, this mission, on this summer, on this trip, I need you to pack light. And I think that's what he wants us to hear today. Sorry to those of you who like to take the kitchen sink with you. We're going to be challenged in packing light. So with the time remaining, I, I want to walk through Luke chapter 10, verse 4. We're just going to look at what he says because this mission that we're on this summer, I think he has a word. First, I want you to see this. Jesus said, what do he say first? Do not take a purse. Not take a purse. And all the men are like, that's all right. I don't carry one anyway. Wait a, wait a minute. Uh, you got to look at the concept of purse. In other words, what, what Jesus is saying to his disciples is don't be afraid of how much it will cost. Don't be afraid of the cost. Like, like don't take your purse. Like, Jesus is saying... I got this. I got this. God's will is God's bill. Like he's going to pay these things. And, and, and for this moment, we, we look at financial. But the reality is it can be so much more. Like when I go on a trip, when I'm obeying Christ, when he's giving me uh, some pieces, I want to know what's the cost. How much is it going to cost me? Like that's why some of you aren't taking a vacation because it's just going to cost too much. Like, I'd love to go, I need to go, but I can't go because it's going to cost. But look, it's so much more than money. Is it going to cost me time? Is it going to cost my focus? Is it going to cause lack of 
sleep. Uh, come on, man. I, like, oh, you know what? We're going to leave bright and early in the morning. So we're going to get a good night's sleep before. No, you aren't. You're going to be packing and running around making sure everything's set and everything's ready before you leave. You're going to have a lack of sleep. How much stress? It's going to cost me stress, anxiety, worry, fear, uncertainty. Is it going to cost me risk? Like, what's it going to cost? Like, it may cost money. By the time you get through all that, you're like, I think I'd rather it just cost me money instead of stress and time and worry, anxiety, and fear. Like, sometimes those things happen. We're to leave the burden of cost to Christ, to Jesus. Like, we're supposed to give that to him. The psalmist writes this. He says, give your burden to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and to fall. Like, do you do that? Like, if you feel that you are slipping and falling, uh, will you self-evaluate this morning and go, am I trying to carry my purse with me? Am I latching on to all the material things of the world, and I'm worried about my budget, I'm worried about the cost, I'm worried about what things are going to cost, and we start slipping? But the Scripture says that when we give our burdens to Him, then all of a sudden, He'll start to guard us and to protect us, and our slipping and falling looks differently. Look, listen, some of you struggle to release the burden of what things will cost money because you don't understand giving. You think money is to be accumulated. You think wealth is what is the goal. The reality is God wants us to work hard for our money to receive it so that we can what? We can give it. What are you talking about? I worked hard for that. It's my money. It's mine. It is not your money. Let me just be real clear. God blessed you with that job or the knowledge or the ability to earn the money so that you can function in our society. It's his money. And he only asks for you to obey him in giving the money. What I have learned is I'm either going to sow into the church, sow into the kingdom, or I'm going to sow into vehicle repairs and extra expensive electric bills, our trees that fall down, our roofs that need to be replaced. God has a way of protecting you and keeping you from falling and slipping when we're obeying him in the cost of things of our life. Some of us, that's going to challenge you today. And some of you, that's going to make you go, yeah, whew, that's refreshing. Why? Because some of you have mastered the cost and surrendering it to Christ. Do you know that Stacy and I have not always been givers? I was the last one to come to the game because I was working hard for my money and I didn't have a lot of it. And I remember sitting with Christian mentors saying, but I, I, I won't be able to pay my electric bill if I give any money away. And he says, okay. And I started processing it and doing it. He says, I started giving. He says, how's your electricity? I'm like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's paid for. Like I, and I have extra money. Look, I, we are four days into the month. Okay, I want to show you how God's economy works and how he protects us. The end of every month, Stacey, or at the beginning of every month, we look at our budget and we just go, okay, this is the money coming in. This is what is expected to go out. And this is what's left over. 
Y'all have heard me say that before. I do it again at the middle of the month, just to see where we are. And on the first of the month, I, you know, it was, everything comes in early because it was a long month and weird. So it was really the end of last month. I looked at it and we said, hey, this is about how much money we got this month left over. Okay. We're four days into the month. I have spent more money already than we ever thought we would in four days because we have forced family fun. Top golf ain't cheap, y'all, right? And we went and just had some fun and we just kind of threw some caution to the wind and said, let's just go have a fun evening in the middle of the week. I need it. The family needs it. Let's go, right? So uh, here we are four days into it. I took a look this morning and I'm like, we have more money now than before we started spending the money. How do we have more money left over? four days into the month than we did when it started. Like, like what, what's going on here? Like, I'm, I'm like, we probably ought to slow down. And we have more left over. I can't explain this to you. When you cast your cares of giving onto Christ and you sow into his kingdom, he provides for you in ways that you can't, you can't explain to people. And so you're missing the blessing of obedience and giving. And, and I just want, I, I want to share this with you because I, I was, I was to preach on it a while back. I'm not going to camp here long. It's not just about money the rest of the time, but it's enough. I feel this burden that some of you just aren't getting that. Some of you aren't receiving the blessing of understanding the risk and the cost of saying, you know what? I'm going to sow into this kingdom. Stacy and I have had debt along our life. Sometimes a whole lot of it and sometimes less of it. But the reality is we've been married almost 28 years and every day of our 28 years we've had some sort of debt to pay for. Uh, I love Dave Ramsey. I love it. I love it. I love him. And if you're like if you're like Dave Ramsey on it, like I'm going to put my money in envelopes and I'm going to eat like this and I'm going to drive this junk car so I can, you know, do like, hey, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, but I, I've never paid off my mortgage. Never, ever paid off everything. I've not lived debt free. I've always have debt. But you know what? We have always done once we started and committing was entering the conversation of giving at 10%. And say, from the very top, we're going to give 10% of our income. And people go, well, you know what? That's Old Testament Mosaic law. Jesus came and he abolished that. And I, yeah, I get it. I understand you can't find tithing in the New Testament. But I will promise you this. When you start living a life for Christ, you're going to see, and he's going to start convicting you that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And you're going to be like, I, I I think 10% is where we ought to just begin. And so Stacy and I said, we're going to sow into the church 10% of our income and then just listen to God for the overflow and blessings just to give other people and give other money and just say, it's yours. We trust you. I think we struggle with the cost because we don't trust. Many Christians are afraid to take this leap of faith because we're concerned with how our needs will be met. Concern that our cost of living will continue to, to rise. I don't understand the math. I can't explain it to you, but God is good and he's faithful every time. And you know, we don't pass the buckets here. We just say, Lord, will you move in our hearts and grow us to be more like you and let us sow into Philippians 4.19. And may God and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Like he'll fulfill the needs he meets, meets them. I want to 
read this because it's so important. It says, imagine standing at the judgment seat of Christ with your riches uninvested into the kingdom. Your assignments unfulfilled and your sphere of influence unreached because you were afraid to take a step of faith. Ouch. I think of that often. I'm like, man, there's times I'm like, Whoo, okay, God, you better show up this month. right? Because remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And I'm blessed to have a military retirement and a disabled pension and some other monies that come in. But it doesn't matter how much you make. It's what you keep. It's what you, how you live. And it's just like you, money gets tight. But God says, give. Give, Steve. When he prompts, I just obey. I obey. And most of the times when I give the most is when I have the least. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I will tell you this, that we're in the beginning phases of talking about this new building. And, and the preliminary information that's coming back is double what we think it's going to cost. You know, stuff is expensive. And I will promise you, as you sow into the kingdom with your tithes and your offering, with your giving, that investment will reach generations far beyond. I'm sowing into Refuge Church today, and I will see fruits of my sowing long after I'm gone because of what we have invested in Christ. So this summer, we've got to pack light. We've got to leave the purse behind. We've got to lean on Christ. We've got to trust him. And second, we're like, whew, finally he's off of that, right? Second, Jesus said, don't, don't take a bag. Don't take a bag. He said, don't, don't take this bag. Uh, I like to think of it this way. No excess baggage allowed. Come on, the airlines are like that, right? No, that weighs too much. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it, it's, it's too heavy, too much. Some of you will take empty bags where you go to fill them up with stuff that you don't need. We carry this stuff with us. We need more. I need more. We need, we need, you know what? I promise you this. You know what none of you need? You, none of you, not one of you need extra kitchen utensils. Right? Like you don't need extra kitchen utensils, but boy, you go there and you're like, yeah, somebody like, oh man, this crock pot's better than my crock pot, right? Oh man, I got one air fryer, but this one's got a little more space and you know, you're like, you need some more knives. How about shopping the ones you have? Yeah. Right? Now, come on. Come on. We, go back and talk about money. <laughs> go back and talk about money. <laughs> Hebrews 12.1 says this. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run the race with endurance that God has set before us. Any runners in the house? Uh, yeah, a couple. I was going to say, yeah, a couple. I used to love to run. I used to love to run. My back said, you can't run anymore, right? And, and so, but but have you ever put on a, a weighted vest when you run? You ever, okay, you ever seen those people with the weighted vest? Uh, we were driving through our neighborhood the other day. We saw this guy with the weighted vest and, and also a, 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 a beanie hat in the summer. Like, what are you, are you trying to kill yourself? Yeah. Right? Like, the extra, the extra weight is something that we've got to... You know, to strip off because we're going to run with endurance when we start shedding some things instead of carrying these bags with us to fill up along our journey. Things will operate much smoother when you throw off excess. I, I think that's what this scripture is trying to 
to say is, is, is evaluate the excess. Evaluate the empty bags that you're carrying fill up. Look, we're good as, at, Amer at Americans. We push our cars out of the garage because they're empty and we fill it with stuff. Right? We fill it, we fill it with stuff that we need. We fill it with stuff. I think it's time to throw off the excess. Now, look, we're pretty good. We just did a community yard sale. We started our giveaway, community giveaway. We just gave stuff away. Y'all brought stuff up in droves. It's awesome. And then it feels good to just like, you know what? We're going to empty this stuff. Whatever can get your attention will influence you. And whatever will keep your attention will master you. What are you focusing on? Stuff? Filling bags? Making more money to get more things? <clears throat> what is it? Because maybe the reason you're struggling to pack right for this trip or this mission is because you carry these extra bags around to fill up. Like, you we've done it. We take a road trip. Like, leave some space because we're going to do some shopping along the way. Right? We're going to, we may see something on the roadside that piques my interest that we can't find anywhere else. So leave some space. Christ is telling us in this mission, on this journey, no, no, no. Go lean. Let go. Leave those empty bags behind. Sometimes we need to stand in front of the mirror at the Holy Spirit gym and take an honest assessment of our spiritual and personal lives. What, what am I carrying with me? What is extra? Look, this is the great benefit of communion. But to be able to say, God, I need to reset the inside. I need you to convict my heart and my soul. What I'm carrying, what empty spaces are inside of me that I'm trying to fill with material things, with, with pride, with, with people's opinions of me, instead of just saying, look, I'm going to take these voids and, and I want to fill them with your spirit and I want you to dwell within me instead of me filling these voids, these empty bags with stuff that I know might not be healthy for me. I surrender it to you because I want to run lean. The Bible says everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Look, we have opportunities for you to receive communion on a regular basis here. I, I do find it odd that when we serve communion to you uh, with people, the body of Christ broken for you, Jesus, bread sh Jesus blood shed for you, you all fill the aisle and you all come down and then you go back to your seat. You all do that because it's being served to you. But when we offer it for you to go to the buffet line and get your own plate, you're like, oh, uh-uh, I -uh, well, what's the difference? Uh, maybe is it because peers are watching or like, I don't know what to do? Uh, like, like we offer ourselves to help you. Like, I, we, I love it. You know who leads our family in communion on week-in, week-out basis? Our youngest daughter, Lizzie. She comes up here at the end and she grabs my hand. She goes, Daddy, communion? And then we go kneel over there and I look at her and I say to her, baby, what is it before we receive the blood and the cup? What is it, uh, the, uh, the, the body and the, and the blood, what is it that, that you need to confess? What is it that you need to shed? What is it that we ought not be doing as we move forward? And we have this quick moment of discussion as a family. Sometimes it's just me and her. It's so sweet. It's so beautiful. I get to lead my daughter to the cross and do this in remembrance of every single Sunday, and it's intimate. We miss it. We miss the opportunity. 
The body of Christ broken for you. Jesus' blood shed for you. Dads, men, lead the ladies in this area. Ladies, lead yourself in this area. And just let's just see what God starts to do as we respond. Maybe today communion is your way of saying, Lord, I leave these extra bags behind. Lord, I, I don't want to carry this extra space I might need to fill up one day. It's like losing weight, but keeping your fat clothes. Come on, right? You're like, come on. You're just like, oh, man, that's going to give me some space to grow. So, man, no, get rid of it. Just throw them out. I'm not going back there. I'm going to lose. Come on. I got, I've got the same problem. Right? I'm like, uh-uh, these, these jeans, they need to go. They're a little bit bigger. I'm going to keep those if I ever get bigger again. Trust me, if you get bigger, they're not going to be in style anymore. You have to get new stuff anyway, right? So just ditch the old extra and just say, Lord, here I am. Let me fill my life with you, and I'm going to trust you. And last, uh, Jesus says, uh, do not greet anyone on the road. That's odd, isn't it? Do not greet anyone on the road. At, at first glance, you might think Jesus is saying to ignore people right? or, or to be unfriendly and unloving when he says, don't greet people on the road. But the reality is, it's not the case. Remember, we're on mission. We're running lean. We're going someplace. We're packing light. Like, this is a different mission. This is a different trip. I believe what Christ was saying in the scripture is don't be distracted by others and waste the time that I've given you because we all know time is fragile. Tomorrow, I'm officiating a funeral for a 24-year-old man who had a heart attack while he was driving his car. Time is fragile. Don't waste your time. That's what Christ is saying. He's called us to take this trip. He's called us to do this life together. He's called you to go on this summer vacation, a summer trip, whatever it is, this mission. And we can't waste time because, look, some people will slow you down. And Satan will put people that are not good for you in your path. And he's saying, don't stop. He's like, don't stop. Like, keep going. Come on, combat vets. You don't stop. You keep going. You keep going because you're on a mission. And God's assigned it to you. And your life depends on it. And you've got to keep going. But you have to have the discernment. And you have to have the wisdom. And you have to have the knowledge. And be connected with Christ so you can understand when he's telling you to stop and turn around. Or he's saying, just keep going. Look, I worked in Boston for three years. And, and I, we lived south of the city because nobody could afford to live in Boston, right? And so I would take the train into the city and it was 45 minute train ride. And, and I would usually sleep on the way in because it stopped at the south station of Boston and I, and I could, you know, it stops. I, I, I wouldn't sleep on the way home because I'd, I'd end up on the Cape, right? And so, so I, I was asleep. I'd wake up and I walk 1.2 miles from the south station to the north end. And, and as I would walk, there were always these same homeless people. And I say always, always. And they were there and I walked past them. You know, sometimes God convicted my spirit to stay on mission and to keep going. I don't stop. And sometimes he convict my spirit to stop. And sometimes I'd give them money. Sometimes I'd buy them food. It just depended what God called me to do. What I want you to see here is you don't have to do the same thing every single time when God says, look, don't, don't stop. Roll on. Like, roll on. 
Sometimes you may be on a road trip and you see somebody in distress and God may say, pull over and help that person. Other times he's going to say, hey, we're on mission. Keep going. I keep going. You've got to evaluate who it is that's around you. You lose time caring for all these things that you pack on when God has says, we can pack light. We gotta pack light. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. It says, so be very careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise, but live wisely. Look, look, wisdom is the gift that God has given you to learn to discern the Holy Spirit is telling you. Like wisdom. Like be around people that can coach you and guide you and help you. And then it continues and says, use every chance you have for doing good because the times are evil. So do not be foolish, but learn what the Lord wants you to do. Look, God will convict each one of you if you ask him to on the daily, on the moment, second, second. How am I supposed to travel? How am I supposed to move forward? Who am I supposed to move forward with? Who goes with me on this road trip, on this journey? Look, sometimes you vacation with just your nuclear nucleus family, right? Nucleus. Sometimes it is, right? Your nucleus family that lives under the roof with you. And sometimes you're like, hey, let's get some friends to go with us and rent this beach house together. Sometimes you get extended family. Like God is telling you, just like your regular vacation, your regular trip, who is it that's going? with you. Coming off this community series, I want you to question any relationship that you have that doesn't contribute to the destiny that God has called you toward. And stop giving so much of your time and so much of your money to things that don't contribute to your assignment. We invest in, we invest in tons of stuff, right? You're, you're so into Netflix every month. Right? You so into things because your coffee bills. We so into stuff. We take things with us. We leave space and extra for stuff. Not everyone in your life is supposed to go with you this summer. Sometimes people can be a distraction to the mission that God has put you on. You've been distracted by people? Have you ever been, you know, man, life is good, life is good, life is good, and all of a sudden somebody throws in that dirty bomb, and all of a sudden your life changes, and you're like, whoa, 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 time, what's going on here? Don't be fooled. Sometimes God says, keep walking. Walk right past. Keep going. The psalmist says this, his words are as smooth as butter, but his heart is war. His words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. Look on the outside, some people talk to talk, but they cannot walk your walk. They cannot go with you. They, 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 they talk smooth, and they look good, and they, oh, that sounds great, but man, inside, you just get this turmoil starting to happen. You've got to be alert to that. Satan, he may be trying to distract you, and you need to be able to discern what the Holy Spirit is having you to do. Super easy to say, super hard to do. Because we want to love people. Uh, Proverbs says this, smooth words may hide a wicked heart, but as a pretty glaze covers a clay pot, uh, people may cover their hatred with pleasant words, but they're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but they don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. That's hard, isn't it? Uh, but right now, 
I bet every one of you are thinking of somebody that has duped you, that has fooled you, to think, man, you're my friend. Like, man, we're, gonna, we're on this journey together. We do life together. Man, we can, we can, man you're, you're my you're Thelma and Luis. Right? Like, here we go. And then all of a sudden you find out that I'm Thelma, but you're not Luis. It's hard. I challenge you to become fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ today and complete this task, this mission, this assignment, this trip that he died for so that you can take. Like this parallel that we're on, this summer baggage, it goes deeper into our soul. We're going to run these parallel lines and look at a physical trip to be able to understand the spiritual and the divine things that are happening inside of us. Today, I want you to leave and remember, we need to pack light for this mission, for this idea, for this sermon, for today. You've got to be able to say, I may like to carry the sink with me, but today I've got to pack light. For this mission, I've got to leave some things behind because I'm going to finish with the scripture that I started with, Luke chapter 10, verse 4. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone along the road. It's time to go. Like this summer, we can focus on this journey. Can you focus on the journey that God has before you? Can you see what he has for you? Can, can we take a road trip? Can you this summer, this June, can we road trip together while on Wednesday evenings talking about transit? Look, God has a plan for us this month. Your life can be closer to Christ come July. And when we celebrate our independence as a nation, you're going to be able to celebrate the freedom that God has given you as you take a road trip with him, as you learn to transition along the way. Look, I challenge you to pair Sundays and Wednesdays together this month. Right, just see what God's going to do as we hone in as a church. We don't have any extra groups throughout the week. I mean, this is, this is it. Let's do this as a family. Let's journey and take this trip together and see how God's going to just radically transform you as we roll into July and see things a little bit different. I promise if we press into him, he'll deliver. We have a lot to do. You, you have a lot to do. It's hard to live in 2023 in a fallen world. It's just getting crazier and crazier, people. Our world needs to see healthy people willing to get outside the walls, take a trip, be on mission, and reflect what God is doing. There's no room for a bunch of extras today. Can't take them with you anyway. And so why don't we just see what God has in store for us? Let's pack light. Let's journey together. And let's start with a word of prayer. God, today, we ask you to, uh, to help us pack our baggage, to help us understand what we need to leave behind. And, and I know each of us will be called to leave something behind that we see valuable for the mission, for the trip that you've called us on. We may be talking thoughts. Like, I need to leave this negative thought behind. God, I, this, this negativity in my life is too heavy. This pride that I carry is too heavy. These, these things are 
weighing me down, this fear, this anxiety, this worry, this rejection, this image, this idol. It's too much for this trip. I've got to lay it down. So God, I ask you to minister to our hearts today as we respond, as we pray, as we give, as we receive communion. You'll move in our midst. Conversations that will happen in the homes this week as husbands and wives or single people communicate with you and, and, and we start saying, God, on this trip that you have me on, on this mission you've assigned me to, uh, what do I need to leave? How do, how do I need to pack light for this mission? And then we respond. God, I ask you to do these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.